Before this podcast starts, we have a couple things we would like to let you know about. First, we have some big plans for the future. We are so excited for where this podcast is going, but we really need some help. We both have full-time jobs along with church and family. And here are some ways that you can help. Share our posts, subscribe, and leave a review. Also, we would like to buy better equipment, and we also have some plans for the future that are going to need funding. You can either become a monthly or a one-time listener supporter. The link is in the show notes. Or you can buy us a coffee. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash breaking taboo, or you can click the link in the show notes. Next thing is, me and my husband are going on AIM to Japan. You can support us one of three ways. Text to give. You can text AIM206 to 71777. Or you can buy a t-shirt or hoodie from our shop on Bonfire called Seek and Save Apparel. Or you can become a partner in missions. To find more information on anything, please visit our Instagram page, Romans to Japan or Breaking Apostolic Taboo. Thank you for joining and we are so excited for this week's episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to Breaking Apostolic Taboo. I'm Bailey Romans and on this podcast we like to talk about things that have a little bit of a taboo around them Um, and we like to break the stigma and break the awkwardness around certain subjects and so along with that we like to educate. We want you to be educated on ways to help yourself, ways to help others get through these certain circumstances that we all go through. Last time we did a series on mental illnesses and this time we're going to be doing Redeemed Sexuality by Andrew A. Boa. It is a 12 session, so 12 weeks, and we are super excited. We want to give you some practical resources to help you combat some of these sexual issues. And because a lot of churches do not have a program to help people that struggle with pornography addiction and sexual addiction in general, um, hopefully this will help you. This is a good resource. You can find it on Amazon. If you would like to do this at your church or with a small group, if you would like to start it, um, I will have a Dropbox if you want to do this on your own personal time and um, with the worksheets that you'll need um, to fill out if you would like to participate. And thank you so much for joining us and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to Breaking Apostolic Taboo, and I'm Bailey. So we've been MIA, and I am so sorry about that. So as I stated last week, or the week before last, we have been uh, experiencing some issues, and uh, things have been crazy. Alicia is currently about four hours away from me. And we can't, um, I just started my new job, so she's been working in the evenings lately, and I've been working in the mornings, and we have no time to record. But the the Saturday, we both have a day off, and we're going to get together and record, so you're going to have some episodes. I am so sorry about all of this craziness. I am currently on day two of being a substitute teacher 
and it's been insane. It's been a journey. I've had seventh and eighth grade so far. So, yeah. Anyways, all right. So we have two sessions left. This one, and then one more, and we are done with our series on redeemed sexuality. Um, I've enjoyed it so far, and so we're gonna do session eleven today, which is Christ-like sexuality. The model of singleness par excellence. The mo- I can't talk. The model of singleness par excellence. The figure who is unmarried and best illustrates a life well lived is Jesus. Uh, Lauren Winner in Real Sex says. Our goal as a Christ- as Christians is to become more Christ-like, even in every area of life, including sexuality. But how can we? emanate the sexuality of Jesus if Jesus never had sex? In what sense can we say that Jesus was sexual? Christians believe that in the person of Jesus Christ, God, fully man, and in order to be human, he had to be sexual, with human sexual anatomy and desires. In the words of Gregory of that, uh, what in the world is that? I don't know what this word is. So, in the words of Gregory, that which he has not assumed, he has not redeemed. Unless Jesus is fully sexual, he is not fully our Savior. The language of Jesus being sexual sounds strange because many of us have inherited an underdeveloped theology of single sexuality. It's hard for us to understand how we can express our sexuality through singleness and even harder to put it into practice. Most of us would rather think of singleness as Jesus calling rather Jesus calling rather than our own. He lived a single life until he died in his early 30s. Is this someone we really want to imitate? In reality, we are all single for significant periods of time to become more comfortable with the limits of constraints and guidelines of singleness is to grow further into Christ-likeness. But too often we see singleness not as a good gift from God, but as an unfortunate phase to endure on the way to marriage. Although we have often been taught to abstain from sex outside of marriage, we have not often been taught to embrace singleness as a unique way to enjoy life and connect with others. Uh, what helpful and unhelpful messages about singleness have you heard? And um, if you want to go back, listen to my opinion on that. We, and Alicia's opinion on that, we have a whole episode on singleness. So, as a single person, Jesus expressed his sexuality non-erotically. He cultivated intimate friendships with a select group of people. He didn't shy away from women like Mary and Martha. He also enjoyed connecting with their brother Lazarus. He loved people as he loved himself, putting their needs above his own, ultimately giving his life in exchange for theirs. In this way, Jesus shows us the true purpose of sexuality, to embody the love of God. Although most of us will not be called to intimate, (laughs) imitate his lifelong singleness, we are all called to imitate his attitude and heart. 1 John 4, 7-12 says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, 
because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Lust versus Love Jesus was faced with the choice of what to do with his sexual desires, to love himself or to love others. We face this same choice in our daily lives. Whether we single, dating, or married, whether we single, dating, or married, will we relate to other people selfishly out of lust or sacrificially out of love? The following exercise invites you to consider what Christ-like sexuality can look like in a different life situation. And so I'm going to put this table uh, 11.1 in our Dropbox folder for you to look at. According to Gary Thomas, many Christians struggling with sexual shame and sin are focused on becoming unlike the devil rather than like Christ. Although Thomas specifically addresses addiction to pornography, his words apply just as much to other sexual struggles. Ultimately, victory over pornography will be enhanced when a person doesn't just focus on overcoming lust, but on becoming like Christ in all of their attitudes and actions. This is a moment-by-moment decision over many things that absolutely nothing to do with sex. When you practice humility and patience all day long, looking to serve others and put them first because that's what Christ would do, it seems out of character to then act like the devil late at night when you're by yourself. Train yourself in godliness throughout the day, and you'll likely find that the sin which had such a strong hold on you will lose much of its power, and even, over time, much of its allure. The next step is sexual injustice. Another way we can in- imitate Jesus and his approach to sexuality is by seeking justice for those who have been sexually exploited and abused. His mission to set the oppressor oppressed freed, Luke 4.18, not only applies to those who are enslaved to viewing pornography, but to those who are victims of the industry. Around the world, millions of women and some men live as victims of sex trafficking, an industry which feeds directly into the production of pornography. Because of this, viewing pornography not only damages the viewer, it perpetrates demand for modern-day sexual slave trade. When we take time to learn about this injustice, pray against it, and take action in small ways, we imitate Jesus and join him in his mission against evil. Trafficking women and children for sexual exploitation is is the fastest growing criminal enterprise in the world. Despite the fact that international law and laws of 134 countries criminalize sex trafficking, at least 20.9 million adults and children are are bought and sold worldwide into commercial sexual servitude, forced labor, and bonded labor. About 2 million children are exploited every year in the global commercial sex trade. Almost 6 in 10 identified tracking survivors were trafficked for sexual exploitation. Women and girls make up 98% of the victims of trafficking for sexual exploitation.
pray for justice. In response to these realities, take some time to pray to pray and ask God to one open our eyes to the global sex industry. Two, show us what role we play in the system. And three, bring justice where there is sexual oppression. And we also need to pray for the victims of sexual sexual trafficking, exploitation, and abuse. Perpetrators of sexual trafficking, exploitation, and abuse. Producers of pornography fueling the global sex industry. Participants of pornography fueling the global sex industry. And consumers of pornography fueling the global sex industry. Now what? To learn more about sexual injustice, consider watching the film Me Furious Merchant of Souls. It's a documentary about sex trafficking that can challenge, disrupt, or disturb and confront you. To get involved yourself, check out organizations such as International Justice Mission, not for for sale or stop the tra- or traffic. For more resources conveying the harmful effects of pornography, check out an organization called Fight the New Drug. Remember that every time we objectify other people, either by trafficking them or by looking at explicit pictures of them on the internet, we deny their value as image bearers of God. But every time we seek justice for uh, marginalized and oppressed, we exhibit the image of God to a broken world. And our two reflection questions are, what implications does Jesus' sexuality have for your own sexuality? And in what ways are you challenged to become more like Christ? So, thank you for listening this week. I'm so sorry for the weird schedule change. And I will see y'all next time. This is Bailey Romans, and this is Breaking Out Slap Taboo. Thank you for listening, and let's start talking.